0: welcome to another edition of the gold nose podcast i'm your host gregory mccoy this podcast is by a fan for fans i am not a journalist i am not a reporter i am not a insider i do not work for a website the majority of my content comes from me in my opinion other information comes from the internet today is july 24th 2020 i got about five different segments here for this episode i hope you enjoy it um lead off segment for this episode is entitled conspiracy theories run amuck or real talk in 2020 um and this is mainly about the uh coronavirus because several uh people i work with and just people i talk to on social media think it's fake I don't know, I haven't, um, and I'm happy I haven't come into contact with anybody who has it that I know of, um, you know, I don't know if it's real or not, I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope it's not real, I hope it's a, a, a farce, you know, um, you know they were talking about the vaccine i don't trust the vaccine um up until this thing jumped off they were saying 12 to 18 months at the earliest for any vaccine it has to go through the trials or whatever and they're saying they're trying to roll out 300 million doses in january it's no way something don't sound right It's just crazy that you can find a vaccine for this in record time, but it's taken 40 years to find a pill that can curb uh, HIV. I'm just saying, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but I can read. (laughs) And, um, You know, it's just not adding up to me. Um, This is a, from what I've read, I don't know for sure anything, but from what I've read, it's a flu respiratory-like virus. Okay, just a more severe version of those two things. So, if we're being told that wearing a mask and social distancing and washing your hands and, you know, cleaning and disinfecting are the best ways to beat the virus, then, you know, the president should mandate those things, but he hasn't. So, I don't know, man. I had got real sick four years ago with all of these symptoms. I didn't go to the hospital um, And looking back on it I should have But I just The only time I really trust hospitals Is like just major surgery That I can't avoid But I don't know um, You know I um, i watched the uh, President's uh, Press conference yesterday And he canceled his, uh, uh, convention in Jacksonville, but at the same time, basically, almost at the same time, he encouraged the country to open up schools and send their kids back to schools. And my thing is if, if, if the virus is too bad for you to have a convention, why would you want to send these kids back to school? um yeah it doesn't affect them but they spread it to adults so I don't know man we have to get to a place where um everybody has to wear a mask and social distance and you know clean disinfect whatever so let me know what you think about this first segment um On July 20th, 2020, Walmart, and I'm not sponsored by Walmart, I wish I was, uh, started their mask policy. I've been to Walmart several times during this, well, a whole bunch of times during this pandemic, and very few people wear a mask. Um, They had a person out front telling people to wear a mask, but they really were not, Strictly enforcing it So um, I don't know You have to um, You have to do something And the the only And basically these two Segments are running parallel To each other so um, Or coinciding Whatever you want to say um you have to do something and we just have a lack of leadership at the top when it comes to this thing and um I don't know I don't know what to say it's great that Walmart instituted that policy though I think it's five months too late I think they should have did it right at the outset um when they did the thing where they were only letting like 20 people in the store I knew that wasn't going to last long Because I had just stopped going to Walmart I was just going to food Foodline or a different grocery store or whatever And um Once they started It only took a week or so for them to start losing money And they very quickly changed that policy But um I think they should have done that from the very beginning But it is what it is. All right. Getting on to the Florida State stuff. Points per game prediction for the offense. Uh, I'm going to say it's 24. And in college football, that's like a low number. Um, I think you have, again, lackluster play on the offensive line. Um, you have a fair to average quarterback. Um, so it's just how is Norvell gonna scheme it up? That's just what it comes down to. But I, I think just based on his uh offensive uh prowess and um being able to scheme it up, I think he can put twenty four points up a game. I really think that. I think this running game You don't have like a power offensive line. You have a finesse offensive line with the exception of uh, Dante Lucas. So you're going to have to do a lot of uh, counters and traps and things of that nature to open up holes. You don't have bulldozers or rhinos that can just move people off the ball. So I say 24 points is a good uh, number to um to um uh, to save 4 points per game um so let me know what you think about that segment i apologize for the dead air uh this next segment is kind of the title is kind of long um, so I'm, let me just see if I can shorten it a little bit. I should have worked on this before I started the show, but whatever. Uh, I'll just read it. But when whoever listens to this on the actual podcast or YouTube, um, or just the podcast, is going to be worded different, but this, uh, second segment is entitled, win and losses will ultimately determine Norvale's fate but getting this team to play with effort for a complete game is mission number one and I've been saying this for what is this July now eight months I started this podcast eight months ago um I've been saying this this team you have to change the mindset from getting fresh from getting frustrated when things go wrong to just playing hard the whole game and letting the chips fall where they may you go out and give max effort every single play for uh, a complete game and I guarantee you they'll win more games I think just in the Willie Taggart era when things went wrong the whole team just got down on themselves. You could just see it. Um, you know, the greatest example of that is when, you know, Stanford Samuels got beat in the Miami game. He threw his hands up in the air. He didn't try to run it out or, you know, just for pride. You don't throw your hands up. You you keep chasing the receiver until he scores Just just for pride, just to show that, hey, I didn't give up. And you know, he that that moment, that play was just the perfect example of the Willie Taggart era, where players would just give up if everything wasn't clicking from uh the opening of the game to the end of the game. In any game there's gonna be ups and downs. It's just how do you respond when the chips when you down? And this team doesn't respond at all when adversity hits. Um, But Norvell has to get this team To play with passion Heart Tenacity Fundamentals Smarts that's, that's what we need To get back to the top Of the ACC and The country It can be done You know Florida State is still an attractive Place to play Um, Just recruits don't have a lot of confidence in what we're doing right now. And we don't have any money to buy recruits like a Georgia or Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Oregon. So that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, Again, the title of this segment is going to be different than what I said at the top. So. Um, Let me know what you think about that segment. Last segment for this episode is Norvell a play caller or a CEO type coach. Uh, He's a play caller, but he's going to learn real quick that you're going to have to be a CEO too. You're going to have to oversee all aspects of of the operation to ensure success um Jimbo Fisher uh he he played um he played both sides of this equation play caller CEO and I that might be the best way to handle it but um ultimately um you're going to have to do both You can't just focus on one side of the ball. So you have an offensive coordinator. You're going to have to put him to work. You're going to have to get him to game plan and do all that stuff because you're going to have to look at defense. You're going to have to look at special teams, you know, because this is not Memphis. This is Florida State. And, you know, the fans expect and want the very best from the recruits. Um, But he's a hell of an offensive mind I mean I watched that uh, Memphis uh, Cincinnati game last year And it was You know I was impressed with with his offense I'm not going to lie to you I was very impressed with his offense Um, You know it's like a It's like a uh, Modern version of the West Coast offense In my opinion um, designed to get the ball out of, um, out of the quarterback's hands real quickly, which is what you're going to have to do, um, you know, against better teams. So I don't know man Um, I just can't wait for the season To start And um, You know hopefully we can be on the right side Of a lot of these games in terms of winning Um, I'm just looking at the Memphis uh, Cincinnati game Now And You know, I just see guys playing with effort. I see guys playing and just going hard. So I just hope that he can bring that along with him. um, As he takes over or, you know, embarks on his uh, first season with uh, Florida State. So um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Um, thank you for listening. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Uh, please do your research on vitamins. And as always, go Nose.